Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Oh, yeah. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in... Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. That's right. Today, we have a very special guest who ain't too proud to beg. What? Sparkle. Ain't too proud to sparkle. Hey, there's no begging on this episode. Wait, wait. Speaking of that, Indy, open up that mic. I yeah, see. what's up? What's going on on that whiteboard over there? Funniest oh, thing with zeal and enthusiasm. Oh, yes. Well, I you, am zealous today. Nice. Well, you can leave that up. That's a good one. Yeah, that's really, really good. Will do. Yeah, and thank you for uh, hosting Daryl and Ed as usual. We appreciate you. It's work, I gotta say. <laughs> Love you guys. All right, man. You guys are going to love Rod's shirt today. If, you're, if you want to see it, you hop on YouTube. You're going to see this thing sparkle, man. Stole it from Liberace. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Apparently, the story is when Liberace came out of the closet, Ed ran in and stole the shirt. That's correct. That's right. <laughs> Our show is called Ain't Too Proud to Sparkle with Rod Schweitzer. Ain't Too Proud to Beg. Yeah. How did that get in my head? Because that's the song. Oh, boy. Salt and Pepper, I believe. Since giving is the first step in receiving, your giving makes you rich. If all that the Father has is ours, there's no need for skimping. Live generously in thought, word, and deed, and you will succeed. A smiling man is an indication of a confident man, confident that all things are working together for good. A generous attitude makes us divinely irresistible to our unlimited inheritance. If up until now you have hesitated to share your gifts, today is the day to trust, trust those gifts and share them generously. On this episode, Daryl and Ed inspire listeners to recognize that they are God's ambassador of love and are always well compensated for simply fulfilling that role. And during the second segment, Sparkling Rod Schweitzer reminds us that in the life, that in this life, the givers are the ones who always get the breaks and have fun with today's reading, Sparkle. All right. Well, yeah, a generous attitude is a fearless attitude. Yeah, Because you really, whenever we're acting generously, consciously or unconsciously, we're reinforcing the belief or the truth that we have a unlimited divine inheritance. Yes. And by giving, I'm actually reinforcing or reinvesting mm -hmm. more into my account of good fortune. Yes. That is very true. Uh, wait a minute. You know what? 
You have a, get some readings going. I, got I just opened a one paragraph of May Rowland before the show, and it's all about this too. Tell she's, them what she's, book it's that called is. Um, Dare to Believe. I got this copy when we were at Unity Village recently for the talk for the Bible, the Fillmore Bible Society. Well, they were discarding these books. Yeah, so we got to choose the ones we wanted. And she, it's, she said, if you feel a lack of satisfaction and harmony in your life, if your life seems hard and the way seems dark, it's likely that you're inhibiting love, which is what Daryl's talking about, what we're talking about on this show. The first step in remedying such conditions is to forget about your personal self and to cultivate the irresistible power of love in your life by giving something of yourself in a helpful way to someone else. In other words, cultivate the feeling of love and be in expression that which you would bring into your life. More often than we realize, the lack of love in our lives is simply the lack of expressed love. Yes. Giving is the first step in receiving. Giving makes us rich. It really does. And if you want to apply this to the the idea of uh, money, I wrote down some notes to myself. Nice. Everyone should have a... uh, a little notepad. I have one specifically I started since we started taking um, Nancy Norman's Infinite Prosperity Workshop, which you're all invited to. It's free. It's on Thursdays, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. East Coast time via Zoom. And the Zoom link is on unityjoyalife.org. Yeah, we hop on on the West Coast at 4 p.m. So, so I know. so I get to, I get ideas and um, from what from listening to the show and also from other places <clears throat> and these are just some thoughts about money. They're not mine. I'm not sure where I got them. I know the top two. I do know where I got these. These are from Reverend Ike, and he defines you got to think about money as not as a thing unto itself that you need to accumulate. Because it's not even real. I mean, money, today's money, it's not like you're carrying around actual gold in your pocket. Right, right. So in and of itself, it's it's only our idea of it that right. gives it value. Mm-hmm. Which is the whole point of living in the spiritual realm is yeah. everything's based on the idea that we put to whatever it is we're thinking about. Right. And then that ends up becoming the reality of whatever that thing is. Like when I'm upset at somebody, I'm not upset with that human being. Right. I'm upset with my idea of that human being of that at that time. Right. It's only my idea. And this is, we're going to talk about this because forgiveness is a big part of uh, enabling you to sparkle. That's true. There is prospering power and forgiveness. But on these ideas of money, so these two are from, the top two are from Reverend Ike. Money is an energy of the mind. Money is, the, is an energy mm. of the mind. It's how we think about our prosperity that determines our experience with prosperity. Yes. Money is a way of thinking. 
Paper, gold, and silver are only symbols, and the accumulation of it in our life is of a faithful attitude. Yeah. And this one, I don't know if I got this from somebody or if this just was something I came up from myself, um, but I wrote down money is the means, and this is what the big saving uh Grace is to our, the way we think about earning a living or attracting prosperity or getting out of a a financial um, deficit, it's to realize that money is the means of sharing love and appreciation for service. Yeah. Money is a, is a means or even a symbol mm-hmm. of sharing love and appreciation for service. Think about that. Yeah. Money, if, so it changes the way I think about paying my bills. And you know what's even more amazing is then I realized, wait a minute, the, all these companies are actually giving me the service in advance. Right. They're not making me buy the product. Right. They're trusting that I am going to appreciate it. Yeah. And share my appreciation for that, by the way, of this paper stuff we call money. Yeah, it's not even paper now. Most of the time, it's just like a digital. Yeah, it doesn't even. Yes. So, And here's another one, folks, to keep in mind. I never, this one I got from Reverend Ike. Change the word from spending to circulating. Yeah, I did that a few years ago. Yes, I agree. I never, this is the truth. The truth is we never spend money. I just wrote, I never spend money anymore. I circulate money. And here's the good part. After blessing others, it comes back to me multiplied. Yeah, that's the part that I remember him talking about. It's important to realize. Because when we spend, it's just gone. We're just, we're just pouring out and it's yeah. gone. Circulating. And it's really important what our consciousness is because what we think about, that's what we get to experience. So. If we think we're spending it and it's gone, that's what that's the way it's going to show up in our life. But if we know that we're circulating it, and re- it, that's why it's more than just being a stickler for words. It's actually just about finding words that more accurately describe what's going on, so that you yes. can feel good and recognize that you're in God's hands. And that nightmare, because a lot of us were taught by people around us, going, "Oh, we spent the money. Should I spend it?" You know, and all of that's just erroneous because it's that was all telling our brain, well, I better hold on to it because if I spend it, it's gone. Well, then it's not appreciation. Yeah. So then it's hard to be a good receiver. That's right. Because if you're thinking that way, then it's a thing unto itself. That's right. And it's just, it's so depleting emotionally when you think about money that way. But when you actually think that I'm circulating love and appreciation, I'm paying yes. this bill to whoever, to SoCal Gas. And I always, I mean, there's very few bills now that I actually send a check to, but the few that I still write a check for, I always put thank you in the little message. Yes. Because that money, now if we think of it as as exchanging or sharing love and appreciation, when you're paying your bill, just imagine, yes, I'm, I, there's a number here, but that number represents the amount of love and appreciation I'm sending to this person. Yes. And now that's going to bless their life. Yes. And it's going to multiply things and goodness in their life. Yes. And then it just keeps going and it circulates back 
Just like the bo- the blood goes through the body and it circulates, gets reoxygenated, mm-hmm. and then gets circulated again. Right. And the same thing is happening when we just change our idea, not even fooling ourselves, but like you just said, with a more accurate way yeah. of realistically identifying what are we really doing here. Yes. Because we're just sharing an actual factual yeah. um uh, what is it? Factual activity that we're now yes. uh, participating in. We're not making, oh, it's fun to think of money as love and appreciation. That's the first. But then why, am, why are we having these thoughts? Why right. do these thoughts even come to us? Because they're coming from a higher place that goes, wait a minute. Look at it from up here. What are you really doing? Right. That's and right. it feels good. And, and, that, and then, but here's the thing. Yeah. This also helps People like I've been for a long time. I would find it difficult to be a good receiver, a gracious receiver. Yeah. But I started using this affirmation I got from one of the speakers up at Unity of Santa Barbara. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. And I added to it. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, people love to give me money. Right. And I graciously accept it. Yeah. So at first, hearing that, it might be jarring to like people who think, oh, money, money. Even myself, people love to give me money. Oh, God, that's, that's blasphemous. That's, that's not nice. That's right. being greedy. Right. But it's not. Because if I think of all of it as money is a means to share right. love and appreciation, and then take it a step further and realize that it's all God's love anyway, yeah. well, then it makes it easy to accept it. I'm not... Otherwise, I'm I'm rebuking God's love and appreciation through that person. Yeah. And whenever we're sharing love and appreciation, whether it is with money or otherwise, we get a lift. We receive in the moment just by how it feels because we're actually allowing that God's love to th- flow through us. Yes. That's why uh, Reverend Ike, Ernest Holmes, they called it like, or Reverend Ike called it the science of living. That it's actual science, you know, that it's um, we're studying something just like a scientist to get a better understanding of what we're actually what is actually already going on. Yes. Science never does anything more than just become conscious of what is already happening. Right. And then working with it once you know what's happening and then you can make these new inventions because before you didn't realize what was happening. Now you realize what's really happening. So you can actually change the way you're doing things and cooperate with this process. Because if you think you're just spending and it's not coming back to you, that's really hell because you have to just keep running and keep gathering and gathering and, or holding on and clutching. But when you realize it's, you're go, it's going out, and I love the fact that you're saying love and appreciation. Because what is appreciation but to increase the value of yes. something? Yes. So when we appreciate – because when value – when a home, the value appreciates, then we um, – it gets it, it grows right so love and appreciation and no one benefits from you being a, me being a slub and going like what's the use I'm giving this money but what it doesn't matter it has no value I'm getting electricity in my house but it doesn't mean anything ah oh, look how high it was honey you gotta stop using so much AC yeah all that mm-hmm. stuff but when we love it and appreciate it then it just yes. keeps on um, getting better and better. And, um, and again, it's just the science of what's already going on. And we are a powerful part of our experience in life. So when we're appreciating it in our experience, then our experience begins to reflect a very different reality. And then you end up coming to the show wearing an ascot like I am today that my wife made for me. 
And we had Ascot Friday at my school yesterday. It was me and one other guy. But um, show that's... that Ascot. Show that. Yes. Well, yeah. You we got to start bringing those back. They I know. they were popular in the seventies. Yes. Remember? Yes. Everyone was wearing them. Cary Grant. Thurston Howell. I would have never worn. A, <laughs> I would have never worn an ascot exactly. But my uh, friend, Mr. Rob, who's a great asset to our team at the school, with for me, he's one of these guys who will do whatever, whenever, for anyone, which is what you need to do in my with what I've been up to over there with these kids. And but it sounds like he enjoys that. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like he, if he was, he loves it. He, yeah, he loves being that guy. He's very generous. He loves, and he's funny because he's a. He's like uh, in a lot of my the population is like Mexican American Hispanic of you know uh, population. He's like a classically educated white guy with a suit jacket and a tie, right? And he's just, but he he's, he just loves these kids and he brings out the best in them. So I was I was telling him you need an ascot, and then he's like yeah. So then I told my wife and she's like I'll make him. So this goes on with the generosity yes! and, and ain't too proud to sparkle. She said I'll get some. Vintage material and make him an ascot, which is a cravat is another name for it. You know, like you said, the Thurston Howell, uh, prosperous kind of tie looking thing. And uh, he, so my wife made me one and I never thought I'd wear one. But see, this is what, this is the thing with me. It's like, I'm always reinventing myself. If I didn't have people like Daryl or my wife, my son, I'd probably still be wearing the same clothes I was wearing when I was sixth grade. It just doesn't. That's not my forte, like, right. but I listen to people who it is, so I expand my mind. I never thought yes. I'd wear an ascot, but yesterday, because I've been living this way. This is it, perfect. You yeah. ain't too proud to sparkle. That, because you came up with that show title, and remember, it bounced off me. I'll, I'll fall on my sword, too. The, on Monday. On Monday, when you told me that, like, inside, I knew it was the right title, but outwardly, because I've been working, and it, it, man, this the, coming back, coming into this district job after two weeks off, it hit me like boom. It reawakened a lot of like whoa, heavy thoughts and just not feeling good. And so I was like, inwardly, I was like, yeah, that's a great title. Outwardly, I was like laughing. They kind of made fun of the title, but thank God we talked the next day because you were getting ready to throw it out because you thought I hated it, which I understand. And I remember I told you that was just a district talking. We got to use this title, and so I used it the rest of the week. Ain't too proud to sparkle. I dressed ah. up every day for work. I like, I wore a new outfit that made me feel good. And then on Wednesday or Thursday, I told Mr. Rob, it's Ascot Friday, man. We are wearing our ascots. We're going to dress up. I yes. put on a suit jacket, you know, and we showed up and I had fun and we had fun. And it was all big thanks to you because of this title. I was like, I'm not going to be too proud because pride proud is means, not. Yes. Go, yeah. You, no, I was just going to yeah, say go the same thing you're going to yeah. say. Pride is not what it appears to be, yes. folks. Pride, in this case, and in most cases, is I'm afraid to leave my stagnant zone. Yes. I'm afraid of what others might think. Yeah, When I really want to go there, but now I'm pulling myself back. And that's what we're talking about. You gotta, you can't be too proud to sparkle, to do the things you you really have been aching to do. Yes, you know this is what Jesus's message really was all about. There was a book that I've talked about this before. It was a big. You probably heard about it at some point because it was one of those like before I met you and had all the, this you know like really 
solid metaphysical books. You know when I used to, we there's books with about that become like the the soup du jour, yeah, whatever, the you know? fad, yeah, the fad, yeah. But it was called Force versus Power, and there was. It was a long, I could have read the whole thing in like one paragraph, but I think I read most of it at that time. But it basically said like our emotional, like the way we feel, right? Yes. Like you keep getting better and better from from like if you're depressed and you go up, maybe even anger is better than depression because now your energy is moving. Anger can give you know you're getting closer to feeling good yes. you, if you if you handle it properly, you get that emotion you know that emotion out. But it said so. Th- Force is like I'm I'm picking up this mug, I'm putting it down. The force that I'm using to pick it up is picking it up and putting it down, right? Power is something different. Power is the power that is behind the universe that is orchestrating all the forces. So force would be I'm gonna push my way into an interview and I'm gonna manipulate this person to the best of my ability to get a job. It's funny because after this, these readings go perfect with what you're saying. Power is I'm going to turn it over to the power of the universe, which is then going to orchestrate all the forces and open doors that I don't even know existed. And I'm not even going to have to force them open. The power is going to open the door. The power is going to deliver me ideas, relationships, everything required. But the funny, the reason I brought it up is, the last level between force and power in that book is pride. Pride is we're still forcing things, but I'm feeling really good about myself because I'm getting, you know, like yeah. I take pride in my work. And pride, I see so many people get stuck. Pride is like, I don't like this. You know, like, uh, 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 I'm not going to do that. But we're still stuck in the same environment yeah. feeling prideful. Yes. Power is when we can turn it all over. And in order to move into power, we have to go into joy, more towards yes. joy, more lighthearted emotions. And this makes no sense to our rational no. brain that thinks, how is me letting go and enjoying and affirming the good? How is that going to open me up? But it works because it opens us up to a power that is greater and it will begin orchestrating all those forces that we thought we had to control in the past. Because it's really, when we let go of pride, we are letting go of control and allowing God to work. All right. So um, I didn't bookmark what you were inspiring me to read. Yeah, yeah. I have something that we thought we were going to read. Okay. So I just go, how am I going to find that? I better look now. I open up. It's right here. How does this happen? Here it is. The student's goal is poise. Poise is power. Yeah. For it gives God power a chance to rush through man mm-hmm. and will to do its good pleasure. Poised, he thinks clearly and makes right decisions quickly. He never misses a trick. Yes. And pride or anger or all these other where we're using our reasoning mind blurs the visions. Poisons the blood, is root of many diseases, and causes wrong decision, leading to failure. You know, that's, that goes along with my, my mantra lately has been nothing dramatic and nothing traumatic. So the pride and the anger and all that, when you say that, just helps me realize that lets me know that I'm not happy. Yes. But then how do I go on to be happy? Like, and it's important to recognize and acknowledge I'm not happy. But that's kind of between me and me. But in order to go into happiness, I have to believe that there's something beyond my own little thoughts and my own force 
my of will that really desires me yes. to be happy. And that's what we're stumbling into here is this recognition that, holy smokes, the game is rigged for me to be successful yes. and happy. So the pride lets me know, you know, I am not happy right now. Because pride <laughs> is not, that might look good, uh, 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 like all that might look good on Twitter or whatever in its small bites, but it's not happiness. No, you're because you're actually, and the, the tragedy, the more I go, mm-mm-mm, like these people, they just don't get it. The more I am digging my heels yeah. in, and it's funny how digging your heels in goes with, mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Because now I am digging myself in to the very thing that I don't like. Right, exactly. Instead of, and I should just do this forgiveness yeah, reading before it. we go. But I love it. It's this, so important. This goes along with what you're saying, too. The reason people don't get ahead in business is that they try to think up schemes to get their fellow men's money yeah. instead of thinking of opportunities for service. The successful man gets interested in what he wants to do and gets rid of things he's not interested in. Meaning, sh think of blessing people, bringing joy to people, going in the direction, what is... This is going in this direction, asking yourself, what is the greatest thing that could happen to me this year? Right. And you don't even have to, going in that direction means simply asking yourself that question and answering it yeah. within yourself. That is going to steer the whole force of the universe in you heading in that direction. Don't worry about the how. And one more thing before we do our three breaths. Yeah. To stay unstuck and to keep sparkling, another component, we mentioned this at the beginning, I wrote in the beginning, another way to sparkle and prosper is to forget, practice forgiveness regularly. Yes. And That's everything, man. Yeah, there is prospering power in forgiveness. And I'm, and, it's a must. And this is from Catherine Ponder. I'm holding up a little green piece of paper here. If you even just write Catherine Ponder a letter requesting, I want your forgiveness list, she'll mail this to you for free. I'm going to do that because I do get her newsletter. I had to rewrite to her uh, recently to get it, but I didn't know about the forgiveness list. Okay, so, and this goes along with the prospering power of forgiveness. And, and what I love about this most, it gives two methods for forgiveness. And I've gotten so good at this now uh, because I do it every morning. And you don't have to go into it at that, but it says at first, like there's things in people that you know upset you. Because if yeah. you think about it, you go, ah, well, let's just start with them. You don't have to make a list of 39 things. Just start with the one person that if you think of them right now or an institution, you may think it's the government, What you know, whatever it is. I don't mean just think, but that's what you're upset with. Right. And try this forgiveness prayer. And she says, I fully and freely forgive. I lose you and let you go to your good quickly and in peace. All is cleared up between us now and forever. And you do this a couple of mornings and that situation is going to change. It really does. I've been using, because she it, has, I use the affirmation that's like based on that. I, and I've been using it with, yeah, it's amazing. And you don't even know how it's no, going to happen. No, and it happens. And then what about, what about People, organizations. Now, this is a good part. A lot of people leave this second part out, and this is very important, especially I for myself, because I tend to have, 
I tend, ever since I was young, to feel excessive guilt. You know, if someone, when you're young, tells you you're bad, you're bad, you're a zero, you're no good. Yes, sir. You're going to start feeling guilty. You're not going to feel good enough as is. And just like Freud said, guilt is the emotion that precedes the very act that the perpetrator feels guilty of, thinks yeah. he feels guilty. Meaning the guilt comes first and you start, it, it becomes premeditative behavior unconsciously because you've been told you're bad. So now you're, you go out because you're a little programming to reinforce to yourself that you're bad. But as you grow beyond this, sometimes an excessive guilt, a little bit of excessive guilt, unreasonable guilt remains. Yes. It's not a bad thing because I have that. Uh, but what do I do for that? That's right. Anytime you think of an organization, situation, experiences of the past or present, whom I desire to forgive me, and you say this, you fully and freely forgive me. You lose me and let me go to my good quickly and in peace. All is cleared up between us now and forever. And then my mind goes, well, how dare I uh, take away them being upset at me? Mm. They deserve to be. No, no, no. Because if forgiveness kills us, right. it makes us. No one wants to practice unforgiveness and remain resentful. It's unhealthy for that person right. or organization or whatever it is you feel uh, poorly about that you deserve them to remain angry with you. It's insanity, really. And I just want to read this. Um, spend half an hour a day mentally forgiving everyone that you are out of harmony with. Or concerned about. A quick way I do it now is I imagine them happy. Anyone I'm angry, even in traffic, if I just imagine them happy, it changes it. Another trick I've been using and have used for a long time, but I'm really consciously using this tool again, is God, remove this anger and focus my attention on who you want me to be. And immediately I start sitting upright. I don't want to be the angry Ooh. Karen screaming... Yeah, I've been, and I've been using that one this week. It's really good. It instantly lifts me, and I, I want to be like Cary Grant with an ascot like Ed. I don't want to. All right, so um, subconsciously, now here's the thing. Spend half an hour every day mentally forgiving everyone that you are out of harmony with or concerned about. Subconsciously, this is what Ed said, they will respond. If you have accused yourself of failure or mistakes, forgive yourself too, using this same technique. Yeah. Many people, and this goes along with pride being at the top, it's the one thing, unforgiveness and pride go hand in hand. Yes, they do. You can't be prideful without unforgiveness. It's so true. And you can't be unforgiving without being prideful. But once you shatter that with forgiveness, boom. Things start happening for you. And here's what she says. Many people are never permanently prospered no matter what else they do because they have not done this. Until they forgive, their prosperity does not come. The word forgive simply means to give up. Oh, to give up that burden. Forgiveness is a pleasant interact that helps you give up negative emotions and clears away the blocks to your good. 
As you practice forgiving yourself and others daily, the results in increased health, wealth, and happiness will astound you. Isn't that motivating? Yeah. Yeah, and, I'm, and along those lines, what I've been convincing myself to learn to believe is that, and this is true, and it dawned on me like a really obvious thing one day, which is if I'm imagining someone else is mad at me or judging me, and they're not in the room, and they're not saying anything to me, and maybe they never even have, but if they're not there, it's me saying that about myself. I may be putting on like a hand puppet of Rod and imagining a heat, but I have, I'm just convincing myself, yes. and it is true. If I think that person at the district is judging me, or, and they're not there, they, maybe I haven't even seen them, I just heard their name. Doesn't matter. If, if they are not there just saying it, I am saying it about myself, but I'm just pretending I'm saying it through someone else. That's so good. And as I do that, and I, I really have to play with it. It's just like, that's why yeah. I like this stuff because it's just like play, but it's real. People don't care about me as much as I even think. They're, they're trying to wrangle this. They're trying to manage the same life I am. Why would they really even care what I'm doing? You know, it's, it's insane, yeah, but it's. This is great. Yeah. Because you know what else you made me realize? What's that? Just in, in saying that, when we think somebody is upset with us, doesn't like yeah. us, we're actually cursing that person. Yeah. Because we're actually making them have an aspect of character that makes them feel bad being angry and, right. and holding them back. If we're thinking someone's judging us, we are actually cursing them. It's, yeah, it's the equivalent of someone sneezed, and we keep dwelling on them sneezing. And every time we see them, we, that's all we think about. They're a sneezer. Because <laughs> like, that's all it is. It's like a mental sneeze. If I'm sitting there judging someone, I'm just having a bad moment. Yes. And so are they. And everyone, like, why make them into such a big deal? Oh, by the way, let's bless and multiply these Patreon contributions. You are making our lives so much better. You're making the lives of so many people so much better. Yes. You're making Chobo Studios so much better. And uh, yeah, so Tuesday, uh, what is it? Um, what day are we doing? I think Tuesdays is when there's still a Patreon prosperity talk happening through Zoom. So we appreciate you. I'm going I'm to read this because this is great. This made us think about the people, all you people that help donate to this show. Yeah. Because I just, I wrote uh, yesterday because mm -hmm. I'm acting fearlessly, mm -hmm. right? Which is also uh, ain't too proud to sparkle. Yes. And every time I send out big tides, yes. you know, the first, the thought about the tide, I start to diminish. And I go, what are you doing? Circulate your love and appreciation. So I sent out two big tides yesterday. And uh, within a few hours, because I, I was thinking fearlessly, like, we're yeah, yeah, giving yeah. away, giving away, because it's circulating, circulating. Yeah. And part of me knew something great's going come, come to come back. Uh -huh. Not specific, just enjoying that in the process right. without expecting, yeah. but just enjoying. Like, I feel like something good is coming out of this. Yes. And within a few hours, an order came in out of the blue. Someone I, I've never, and it's through our, it's a listener. She found this stuff through our show, Eleanor Frankhauser. Okay. Thank you. Ordered books and cards Amazing. from the website and I'm going oh my god but I got this letter that Catherine Ponder wrote me yes for um tithing yeah 
And it really sums up what I'd like to say to all of you who donate to the show, because it's the perfect way to share it. So why make up my own words? Right. I'll just share what Catherine Pondered said to me. And, and consider this. This goes from Daryl and Ed to you as well. Your generous act of giving is not only an act of charity, but an act of fearlessness. As we dare to fearlessly praise, bless, and use your gift to help others through this ministry, we have faith that your good will double and that the good this ministry is able to do for others will double too. So thank you. Yeah, if you want to send us anything, by the way, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. We got an amazing package from Nancy Norman this week. She, we didn't even, it was so amazing. We had her at a last second cancellation. We brought Nancy on. I'm sure you loved that show last week. On Monday, we got an amazing care package from Nancy that was sent before she even knew she was going to be on the show. Yes, with a tithe. With a very generous tithe and a direct answer to Daryl's prayer for something. Because that same morning, I got inspired to write my next article for Recovery Today magazine about Anuit Coeptus, which is on the great seal. It's on the back of your dollar bill, which means... God favors our bold enterprises. Whenever we step out boldly, yes. whew, the universe helps, like, propels us. We have right. all the force that, like you were saying, yes. the energy of the universe, yes. not my own will. Right. And I go, wow, that would be fun. And I was talking about it with a friend of ours, Robert Leeshock. And as soon as I get off the phone with Robert Leeshock, Ed calls and goes, you know, Nancy sent us this book. I think you'd like it. And it was this, uh, the symbolism of the great seal. The metaphysical meaning, right? Yeah, of, symbolism. of the great yeah. seal of the United States. And I said, Ed, you're not going to believe it. Yeah. I was just, because I, I was thinking, oh, I'll look online right. and find some more details. No, the actual pamphlet written it, it, in 1935 mind blown. was sent to us in advance from Nancy that came that same day yeah. I was inspired. To do that. This stuff is amazing. It is, yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, Kirky sent us a great quote from uh, uh, Barker and Holmes, Raymond Charles Barker and Ernest Holmes. In the erection of a new life. Ah, the erection. <laughs> he said erection. What a beautiful image. <laughs> In the erection of a new life. You must begin with a change of mood. You sure do. Which opens the door to a higher level. Start now to mold your life around a community of high moods. That's an inner community of high moods. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Pride does not let you sparkle, man. Pride can remind you you want to sparkle. But you ever been around someone who, I'm sparkling. Ugh, but it doesn't pride. feel good no. because it's pride. It's like being sparkly, but pr- still trying to protect yourself and like you know what I'm saying. That's right because they don't real. They like they wore the outfit feeling that childlike joy. The joy in the morning, but now they're a little bit. I've been that way, been a little apprehensive way. about it. So they kind of got to state it, but that statement is now like more. It it makes it even worse. Yeah, because there's nothing. It blocks me off even more from my intuitive intention. Yeah, because you got to be generous to sparkle and to let other people share in it. There's nothing where I'm sparkling, but I have like a cage around me. Ah, You got to let all that go and really have a good 
good sense of humor and a good sense of joy about it. Let's take a few deep breaths, then we're going to bring Rod in after oh, the break. Oh, we got to thank Jeff Comfort oh. for putting all this audio up for us. Kansas City, Kansas. Each week, he takes us right into the comfort zone. And we got our three breaths. What is this? What's this band called? The Chobo Knots? Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Okay. Let's take a deep breath. <sighs> ah. Hey, now, I'm a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. Ah. Hey, now, I'm a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. Ah. <laughs> hey, hey now, now I'm, I'm a rock star. star. Get the show on, get paid. Ah. Yes, all that glitters is gold. Coming up next. Sparkling Rod Schweitzer reminds us. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I need I need a little refill before we before I read this. Let's what do you see. got there, Ed? What is that? Daryl, you want to describe what I'm drinking here? Uh, Rod brought us. I guess this is the special uh, cold growler. Cold, gold, cold brew that is only for the employees. It's kept in the back of his cold blue distribution oh, office. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, coming up next, Sparkling Rod Schweitzer reminds us that in the, this life, that in life, the givers are the ones who always get the breaks and have all the fun with today's reading, Sparkle. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed from Chobo Studios. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. All right. Welcome back to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Today's show is called Ain't Too Proud to Sparkle. The man who's responsible for this big old growler of cold brew, and you've been providing cold brew for the show for ages now. Rod Schweitzer, how are you? Great. Wow, that's uh, Jittery John's New Orleans-style brew right You there. are not kidding. That's I am some Jittery back John. alley brew. Yes, sir. Southern gentleman as uh, yourself. Yes, sir. <laughs> great, great. I just came from uh, figure skating <laughs> class, and... Uh, Nice. I my shirt. <laughs> so here I am. And I saw that shirt is thanks to Stephen Tomthorpe, actually. Amazing. I love it. Today's Can title, Ain't Too Proud to Sparkle with Rod Schweitzer. <laughs> I'm yeah. not too proud to sparkle. <laughs> Amazing opening, you guys. So great. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, thanks for having me back. It's such a great part. I just love being on the show and being a part of the show. And yeah, one of my ways of tithing is to... Bring cold brew, get you guys all jacked up for the show. And, you sure uh, do. And it seems to work yeah, every week. It does. So, yeah. I mean, God, you guys touched on so many, so many things, you know. I, 
I brought this postcard from Kirky. Yes. I got this the other day. I wanted to read it because it just applies to everything you guys are talking about. Hey, we got to send some love to Kirky. Thank you, buddy. You always provide a lot of great entertainment. You're now world famous for your postcards. Postcards from Kirky. It's yeah. a great one. Goes along so well. Whatever we give to another, we give to ourselves. Karen Casey. Let me repeat. Whatever we give to another, we give to ourselves. Yes. Love, hate, patience, rage, generosity, herpes. Believe it. <laughs> Kirky loves you. Wow. I think Kirky added that last part, eh? I uh, maybe. Yeah, he might have. And then just, uh, you know, I, I heard something the other day. It was so great. Just divine identity. I think N Nancy said this. Divine identity is love. When I am of service... Pouring love into every situation, my life sparkles. The vibration changes. So, I mean, you know, I'm so grateful for you, to, to you guys. It's for Daryl, I mean, you know, Daryl gave me the gift that keeps on giving. Right. right? Daryl gave me the morning routine, you know. and uh, Same. You know, there was a, you know, I, I kind of come from that, you know, I came from a Christian science background, you know. I thought this stuff was for little old ladies, you know. Yep. And, uh, and I, I never really, um, I never really knew how to apply this stuff to my life. I thought we just, we hit our knees and we petitioned the Lord with prayer, you know. And, uh, and Daryl opened my eyes to this stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, I just feel like uh, it's, the way that I live my life now in, in, in every way, I've, you know, f with finances, uh, in business, uh, in, in life in general, you know? Um, yeah, it really is about being led into the kingdom, isn't it? Yeah. Right? It changes everything. Yeah, it changes everything. I mean, for, you know, for me, it was always, you know, there, I went through a period of time where, you know, I thought I was Jim Morrison, you know, and uh, yeah, and, and I was just totally out to lunch. What a terrible and, uh, role model, right? Oh, my God. Looking back. Yeah, yeah, you know. I wanted to be Jim as well, and it almost killed me, man. Oh, yeah. You know, so I would sparkle with, you know, red pants and leather jackets <laughs> and cigarettes and, you know, all that outside stuff, you know. Can we I thought, bring some of that back, please? Oh, man, the red pants were great, but they had yeah. cigarette burns and all that, you know, because <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. fall asleep with the cigarette. Oh, God, yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, it was a good look, you know, uh -huh. so. Th this is much better. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I didn't really, re you know, I didn't really know that this is how, I thought, it I always thought it was kind of an outside thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, there was a period in my life where, you know, Daryl came into my life and he was kind of, but he never hit me over the head with it. It wasn't like, you know, you need to learn about the Lord, Jesus, you know. It <laughs> yeah. was, he, he, he was watching him live his life mm -hmm. kind of open those, that door for me. Yeah, like. Agreed. You know, I never even realized he did this stuff until one day he says, hey, I do this stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. He was just a great example. He, he, he sparkled in right, life, right? right. And, uh, and there was a point in time where I was trying to get everything caught up in life because I had done so much damage. And, uh, and everything was about, what can you give me? You know, what can I get from you? I can get that job. Oh, I'll pay, you know, I'll be able to pay things or whatever. And that was the way I thought about life. And then I got to a point where I, I, I had to start paying people back for all the damage that I had done. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I finally was able to get a credit card and I, I had this lawyer guy that I had, I had been avoid while well, I was living in Venice, I had been living in Venice and for about a year, the guy lived right around the corner from me. And I owed this guy all kinds of money, this, this lawyer. <laughs> oh my and, God. and, 
and I would go to the bar and I would like duck underneath the hedges. <laughs> and then once I pass his house, I'd go, you know, I'd pop up and walk to the bar, you know. But I owed this guy a bundle of dough. And, uh, you know, I didn't really have much, I- I- much money, but I got a credit card. And Daryl says to me, I promise you, I swear, if you pay this off, if you take that credit card and you pay that guy and you clean your slate, your your money will be, it will be doubled, right? Yeah. And uh, and sure enough, my life has worked that way from that moment on. Yeah. You know? Um, and... Uh, you know, there was, there, there was a, there was a time when <laughs> I was going to, we went to New York and Daryl dragged me to New York. And, uh, and I said, uh, I said, God, I really want to move to New York, yeah. you know? And, uh, but I'll, I'll wait six months. I'll save my money and I'll, uh, and I'll, uh, I'll get my act together and then I'll move to New York. And Daryl says, no, you're going to go to New York now. You're going to do it. Right. Yeah. Just jump in. Right. Just jump in. And sure enough, everything just what once I, it, it's an action step, right? Yeah. I mean, faith is an action step. We have to, we have to do it. You know, I could sit there in my mind and think about it all I want. Yeah. But until I jump out and take that first step, it acts, it activates that vibration. Sure enough, Daryl needed a car. I had a car to sell. Yeah. He bought the car. Uh, Kirky had an apartment. That he was moving out that he of. he was moving out of, yeah. That same time just was all coincidental, you would think, but it wasn't. That's right, because that's the way the universe works when I, when I open myself up to it, right? Yeah. So, you know, that just that move, just those little examples yeah. of, okay, I'm going to drive 3,000 miles, not really knowing, no cell phone, not knowing where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Just, I didn't even see a picture of the place, you know? Right. And, uh, and I get to New Jersey, Hoboken, New Jersey. And uh, it was, the, the apartment was in a, was in a, was in, was right above a restaurant called East L.A. So it was bizarre. I'd gone from L.A. right to East L.A. Right. right. That I, is as far East L.A. as, as far you as can East get. L.A. as you can get, right? Yeah. It's like a Mexican restaurant in Hoboken. It makes right? no sense. Wow. Yeah. But it makes all the sense. Right? It makes all the sense. So, you know, and, and so those, the kind of those examples have helped to give me, you know, faith. And because making, taking that step, I went to New York. I didn't really know what I was going to do. Uh, I had an opportunity to be a doorman. I said, Oh, I don't know if that's going to pay me enough. Daryl's like, no, take the, take the opportunity, jump out, see what it turns into. Sure enough. It was the greatest job that I ever had was being a doorman in New York, you know? Um, well, because you're really being loving. You get to express love all the time as a doorman. And you really get well compensated because you feel so good when you're like, oh, yeah, let me get that door for you. Because everyone, most, 99% of the people are very appreciative. And there's like that 1% where they're just, but you got to just let them go. That's right. That's right. But you feel so good. I was giving people umbrellas. People would ask me for direct, like not even staying at the hotel. Right. They go, do you know where this is? And I feel so good. Yeah, I know where that is. It's go here, go there. And all of a sudden, of course, then like some other New Yorker, usually like the cop who would walk that beat, wait a minute, which way are you, because he would over (laughs) here, which way are you telling him to go? And then me and the cop would have a fight over the best way for that guy to get there. (laughs) And it was so good. It would feel so good. Yeah. 
Man, I didn't know anything about New. I had just got I just gotten a job as a as a doorman in New York, and I, <laughs> I'm standing out on four, on Wall Street, 45 Wall Street. And I I don't know my ass from my elbow where which, <laughs> where anything is, and a guy walks up to me, and goes, "Hey, where's the bull?" And I, you know, I was just Mister Friendly. I said, "Oh, it's that way." You know, it was like <laughs> the opposite way. You know? so, <laughs> Yeah, but that was a great place to really learn yeah. these little tools, right? It was a great example because I had to keep myself in check every single oh, day. Yeah. That that if I'm not giving love to the situation, if I'm not giving uh, of myself to the situation, yeah. that it's not what you, can you give me today? Yeah. Oh, man, and I would feel so good. But I would know if I didn't do it that day. I could feel that, you yeah. know? And I'd have people say to me, you're the happiest guy I ever I've ever met. You're so happy. Why are you so happy? Right. But it was because I was I was able to because I I had to. I was yeah. doing this, you know, yeah. every day. Yeah. yeah. It's powerful cuz it takes it out of someone else's hands when you're talking. That's what it makes me realize. Like when I'm at work, if I'm in a get even like there's a like that fearful protection mode. It's really about other people and what they might be thinking. But and that gets me just so drained and feels so terrible. But when I'm in a state of just, what am I going to do today? And what, how am I, what am I going to bring? And in my situation, a lot of times it takes a lot to like just jumpstart that. But it, it really is my salvation. When I just go in, I don't care what anyone else thinks, what anyone else does. I'm putting on an ascot. It's ascot Friday, and I'm going to give everything I have to these kids, and I don't care. Like, it's just so, I just feel so empowered, and it really takes it out of someone else's hands and puts it in my hands which when we're live when I was living by blame and that other unforgiveness that seems like the last thing you want to do it's almost like I, I used to think I was making my living by knowing who was to blame for my thing but this is like letting all that go and just yeah. really the simplicity of me being loving and kind and when during the first segment it was like for me that's what's motivating me to move on to a new environment is that because I use a lot of people that talk about like going for your dreams and stuff. It just feels like more like, ah, oh, I don't, that's not what motivates me like to finally be that. It's like, I don't know, there's these images that are often put out that don't really speak to me. What speaks to me is being able to be happier and have even more to give to the people around me. That's what gets in the way sometimes at the district. It's not, it's the, the limiting beliefs that get in the way of me doing this thing that I love. Because I was thinking about it yesterday. When I'm with these kids, like, there's such a better part of me that comes out. Like, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm so patient. I come up with creative, and I just like it. It's I an amazing the kid. thing what you do, Ed. It I, really is, you know. Thanks, man. I think every, I mean, everyone has it for whatever it is. But what it occurred to me is I just like doing it. It's not, I'm yeah. not in there because yeah. of any other reason. So anything that's in the environment that's blocking that is just not, like, that's yeah. what motivates me to want to go somewhere new. Yes. Is to yeah. be somewhere where it's like, dude. I just like doing this thing, and there's like a purity in me as to why and where it's coming from. So if I follow that, I know this is just inspiring me, like, because it's not so much like a bigger this. I'm stepping out. Like it's <laughs> for me, it's stepping out more boldly to have more joy to recognize that when I'm feeling more joy, I have more to give. To you know, when I'm feeling more loved and just less judged and all, like I just feel like I have more to give. And that, for me, motivates me more than anything else because I know that I, I'm going to receive anyway. Like, God's just going to keep giving me more. My, my finances keep getting better. 
already. My call, I get my my money keeps growing, but that's but there's this one part which is like having fun, you know, feeling joyful, sparkling, like real sparkling. Because you said something in the green room that I wanted to go back to, which was because I mentioned some people say, and I, and I I said this because I was was this person. I would want to sparkle. Yes, but you said something about it being an out, like when you could tell when it's an outer oh, instead man. of an inner. It's what so is, good. I yeah. love when you said that because it's true. And then, that, like I said, it like you can feel it when some. It's such an inside job, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, and and I think it's reflected in both your lives. I think it's reflected in. Every everybody that we're that we hang around, right? Yeah, it's an inside job. If I'm at peace within with my life, if I'm if I'm doing these things, if I'm living by these principles, yeah. then I can be there and be of service and be loving yeah. to others. I, I Emerson, I, I'm so what is it? I'm so it's so obvious who I am. Yeah, you can't miss it. Yeah, that, what I say you can't pull the wool matter. over people's yeah. eyes, right. right? What you are speaks so loudly. I can't even hear what yes. you're saying. Yeah, is the quote. Well, because the motivating factor is two things one is generosity and generosity is the second thing which is risk but generosity is our nature and you to think that i'm going to work somewhere to get anything oh yeah deadens my spirit and the problem with a lot of goal-setting workshops and the way goals are framed and even in a corporate setting, it's always framed as, I'm going to get this and I'm going to find a way and I'm going to do it smartly. Yeah. But the key is you could throw that all out the window and live successfully if you're willing to live. Life thrives on risk, but the risk you're being asked to take is to be generous, to be generous, and to step out knowing that the more generous I am, the more I will receive of what I really enjoy receiving. Yeah. It's so that good. simple. Yeah, yeah. I don't even have to figure out. One time, <laughs> I'd gotten out of the service, and you know, just so our listeners know, but when I got out of the service, me and my younger brother are all we really had since I was 18, and uh, because of you know, my dad dying young and my mom leaving and all this other stuff. So by the time I got out of the service, I had no one to lean on except like Mike Dugan's the one really responsible for the morning routine. The only advantage you have of receiving it from me is that I continued to do it. But the only reason I continue to do it is because the benefits so outweigh the time it takes to do a simple morning routine, and if you don't know what we're talking about, we just get get commit to just getting up seven minutes earlier in the beginning, read a page from an inspirational daily reader, and allow that to start percolating the ideas that will naturally come up, which are all positive, and then think about your day. You know, uh, what's his name? Einstein said, imagination is more powerful than knowledge, that your imagination definitely is the preview of life's coming attraction. Yes. So start imagining you going through your day positively. And <laughs> I got out of the service. I started art school. 
And I had to rent a place, you know, on my own with like little bit I had. I'm working like petty part-time job. And all of a sudden I'm like, holy cow, I got to pay this bill, this bill, this bill and rent's coming up. And I didn't have like the funds to do it. But I remember Dugan, he would always tell me, up, oh, running, come on, let me take you out to dinner. I go, you're going to take me out to dinner? You just told me that like you have no job, you're applying for work and the rent's due. He goes, yep, because I am showing, I'm digging my ditch and I'm going to take you out to dinner. He took me out to like this, I'll do everything. He goes, wait, I got to tip the waiter. He goes, that's it. I have nothing left. So now the vacuum is created. Wow. And sure enough, he ended up getting like the best limo driving job. He was driving Tom Selleck around in a Rolls Royce because they were filming <laughs> wow. Magnum P.I. within a day or two after that. So I go, I call this guy I was hanging out with, Bill. Some guy I'd met that his dad asked me, oh, can you help out my son, Bill? And I said, all right. Uh-huh. And uh, so... It's funny, my friends used to call him Bildo. So Bill out. Bill out. And all Bill knows that I've run out of money and all like I'm now like, holy cow, what am I gonna do? It's like, how is this gonna work? So I said, come on, I'm gonna take you out to eat. So we go out to eat in New Jersey. He goes, Are you sure? Because you just told me. I said, No, I gotta because now I wanna be an example of this. Right. You know? So I am buying into it, like really. My mind, and I'm doing it boldly, just means I am unapologetically believing. That's what we mean by boldly. We don't mean brazenly push and shove and go for your goal. Hmm. You know, we mean, like, really believe this stuff yes. and commit to it. So I spend the last bit. I tipped away. And I go, that's it. That's all of it. And he goes, well, what does this mean? And I started talking like Dugan. And it's in these books. Florence Scovel Shin gives examples to this effect. I said, anything can happen now. I said, I could be offered the greatest job in the world tomorrow doing something I love. Who knows? I can even end up getting an, inher- an unexpected inheritance check yeah. from someone I don't even know. Or some court settlement might come up. And he's going, okay. We go back to where I was living. He comes with me. And the, the roommate I was living with was the guy who actually was renting the place. I was renting a room from him, which was like a closet, a room <laughs> closet. Yeah. Just enough for like a single twin bed, twin bed and uh, a dresser, which was fine because I'm doing my thing. You know, I'm moving forward. And this guy never like would sign for mail for me like and stuff. So he goes, hey, uh, registered mail came for you. It's in there. And Bill was with me. So I go, okay, let's take a look. I get this. What is this? I uh-huh. open it up. It's a check from some court settlement. Wow. That me and my brother wow. were involved That's in. I was crazy. like, what the? But, and I'm like, well, there you go. I was just like, That's it. well, there you go. <laughs> He's going, no, you had this planned. I go, yeah. I did not have this planned. Yeah. yeah. That's great. It was incredible. And it always works. I mean, it's. The only the, the only problem with this stuff is two things. No, there's only two things about when you start living this way that you have to be aware of. The good thing is it works real well. Mm-hmm. The bad thing is it works real well. And you start yeah. getting complacent with mm-hmm. it. 
So it's all about keeping this ain't too proud to sparkle attitude. Yeah. And even when life is working really well. Yeah. Instead of like slowly starting, because it's funny, right? You start not relying on it as like this full fledged, like when you really need to rely on it, but with joy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but you know the universe always reminds us when we're doing that, doesn't it? Like something will pop up and we'll go, "Oh, now I realize I wasn't." You know, like yes, like, that's what's been going on. Well, like like I, yes. I was listening to you and Kathy like a year ago. It was probably now where I was just like, you know what, this job thing has got to be addressed. Like I can't keep sitting on this, you know, and pretending I'm living this. And there's this like, you know, like Emmett Fox. There's that room that Blue I'm like Beard's Bluebeard's room, room <laughs> you know, and it was just. It's awesome, and it's bringing out so much growth. And like I always, I was saying the other day, while I'm working on that, everything else is getting better and better around me. And I sometimes I feel like God gives us these projects, so it's like He can go to work on every other thing while we're busy on this one project. Everything else around us is getting better, you know. So that's a, that, uh, yeah. But but something will always come along to give us that nudge because once we're on this path, there's no going back. Those yeah. old methods they start to we can fool ourselves for only so long. Yeah, because it feels so uncomfortable. Yeah. It feels so like low grade. And I, yeah, yeah. I get high. so high from this stuff. Sometimes I start forgetting stuff. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, me too. Like I'm going through my day. I'm like, yeah, hey, man, it's at the barista at the coffee place or somebody at work or just, and I get like, just get so high from putting that out there. Yeah. Right. That, like, I'll forget things like, oh, I did, uh, you know, and I, I kind of lose track of, of yeah, stuff yeah. because it it's like I just start riding that way. Yeah. It just feels so good, you yeah. know? I, I, it, these the, Living this way is so cool because I, I remember, like, first reading, when I f- first read the Emmett Fox stuff, like, these stories, and you guys were talking about it with Kathy, I think, on the last show, shows, but these stories helped me kind of put it together how, you know— how to how to move forward yes. in my in my life, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, reading stuff like God in Business, like who would have ever thought that? Like you know, I'm into totally. I'm into you know Olympic figure skating is my other <laughs> you know, my love, but you know, but but you know, sales is I do sales and I do a lot of different stuff, but. Any sales place, you go, you know, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to get them, we're going to nail them to the floor, we, yeah. you know, and I'm going, wait a second now, God and business, yeah. it works so good, it, it's the only way to yeah. fly. Explain now, God and business in case some of them are listeners. Just so worry. God and business, if I go to, uh, if I go to Eddie, I say, you want to buy this triple X jug of, uh, you know, a jittery, j- well, jittery John's New Orleans style brew. Right. And you go, well, I can get jittery John's down the street from Frank for, you know, half the price. And I can't beat that price. I say, you know what? I want you to be happy, uh, Eddie. You know, go to Frank down the street and get it. Because once I start to do that and live my life that way, knowing that I'm in the flow of God's love and God's in the universe, it comes back twofold yeah. every time. Yeah, you know? it's giving the customer what you would like to be told That's right. if you were in that situation yes. by a loving Friend. friend, yes, and it makes it so much easier. So, when you know, I'll, I have guys say, "Hey, you read this sales book?" I'm just going, I'll throw it in the round file, you know, because yeah. I don't, I can't do things like that. No, because they're right. based on anymore the idea of there's a manipulation necessary yes. to win people 
to your way of just thinking. So then they'll buy your product instead of just treat them like how you would like to be treated. Yeah. And if they like your product, then you deliver your product at the price that you're selling it for and you keep them happy. Great. But if they could buy it elsewhere, let them know, That's then right. I would buy it there too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just against anything that I yes. ever knew, you know? Yeah. But you always end up, if you don't get that sale, you get a better one. It's such an inside thing, too. You mm. know, I, I was thinking of this thing that really helps me. Well, that's and being generous. Th- it's all generosity. It, it, yeah. It, it, and and it's, it's like you guys talk about paying your, you were talking about paying your bill. Like, I never thought of life like, I got to pay another bill. I love paying my bills now. It feels so yeah. good. Even if I'm down to zero. Me too. I, I love go, guess it. what? Some good's coming. Yeah. I checked the other day. Oh, I got a residual check coming. Right when it came down to zero, I thought of you. And it never fails. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, because it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's my consciousness yes. and my yeah. belief in knowing. And that keeps me in the vibration. A check's in the mail. I guarantee it. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah, my- <laughs> My wife's job is shifting around in certain ways right now, so there's not this like set amount that was coming in. And just this week, from from uh, through the college that where Elliot goes and the grants and stuff, we got a check for like twenty five hundred. You know, like just covering all of those gaps. There are no gaps. That's why like Jen, it's good that Jen's going. My wife's going through this because it's getting me. Like you're saying. It's getting me enthusiastic because I want to encourage her, and then that encourages me that, like, God's not going, oh, your job's changing, so you have to suffer for this amount of time, and then it'll get good again. This is just an opportunity to realize it's always good, and it's it's just the more we accept it's good right now, the more it just shows up immediately. And then you're talking about generosity. The important part about morning routine is to realize that when we sparkle— this is what real sparkling is, is an act of generosity towards others, right? Yeah. Yes. So, but in order to know that, I got to do my morning routine where I get in touch with my divinity in the morning, where I read the stories, these, these things that tell, remind me that I am an expression of the divine. No one benefits from me belittling myself, pretending I'm not, you know, like this amazing expression of the divine, and also pretending that it's, this is a gift, like... We're only here for a certain amount of time. Our goal is to share as much of ourselves and yes. our, our, while we're here, because we're not going to be here. And we're divinely supported by that main office in heaven, God, you know, whatever, yes. that Christ consciousness that. So that's why being sparkling, we have to see it. And this, this is true humility, to be able to laugh and give of ourselves generously and recognize that it is a blessing that we're choosing wherever we go with the time we have here to be to, generous, to be generous yeah. with ourselves, with the people around us. Yes. Right? Like, whoever they are, whoever, wherever they are, yeah. not just the selected, our friends no, whoever they are. or our yeah. family, wherever you go. Yes. This is what Dugan told me, what got me started when I was brand new. He goes, Daryl, you always have something to give to the people who are around you, wherever yeah. you are. Even if it's just a smile, even if it's opening a door. Just give, 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 and you'll always have more. I than always enough. want, yeah. I, I always hoped to, that I could be that kind of person because yeah. I, it's, I have kind of a great story about it. You know, my stepdad Ken, uh, he worked on a show called Mad About You for years. He was the lighting designer on Mad About You, and I was trying to get into voiceover. Like I was doing all kinds of stupid voice, you know, all kinds uh-huh. of, you know, all kinds of stuff. I was trying to do animation. And yeah, I didn't know how to get into it, and I didn't really know anything about it. And 
Ken was working with a guy uh, with Helen Hunt, whose dad was Gordon Hunt, who did Huckleberry Hound and yeah. all the old oh, wow. school animation stuff, right? And I had this tape that I'd gotten, and it was pretty good, you know? Uh, and, I know uh, that so tape. I was, Yeah, <laughs> I know. And uh, we played it on public access a lot, right? But so I had this tape, and he, so Ken's kind of shopping it around for me uh, on the set, you know? And he gives it to Gordon, and he says, oh, man, he's good. You know, he's this guy. He's ready, you know? He's... But it was hard as hell. I mean, it's such a you know tough industry and to 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 get in there in okay. any way. So he was working with uh, uh, Hank Azaria was on the show. Oh wow! So he gives it to Hank Azaria, and Hank, Hank Azaria is kind of like, oh yeah, okay. And like he didn't want anything to do with. It. Like he didn't want to give any kind of advice. Say, hey, this guy knows somebody. Nothing like that. Shut it down, right? And uh, which is fine. You know, a lot of people are very fearful to give. He's fearful. It's, but it's, Gordon wasn't fearful. But Gordon, Gordon wasn't here. Was Gordon was a guy. Gordon was the guy. And he right? was the, like, the, the best, best part of the story yeah. is that when I was living in New and I moved to New York and he was still on the show. Ken was doing another show and this guy named David Shatra was on the show and he was a big voice guy in New York. He did all kinds of commercial stuff. He didn't know me from Adam. Mm. So Ken gives him the tape and he says, oh, this guy's really good. He's living in New York. He should get into commercial and uh, commercial voiceover. So so he says, have him call me and I'll help him do it. And this guy and this was guy's a star, the on, star a show. on the show of Titus, yeah. right? Wow. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about wow. me. So before I know it, David Shatra is coaching me wow. on how to, I mean, taking hours of this guy's time on how to do a commercial voiceover tape. I got the tape. I had one of the best agents in New York, the whole deal, right? But what a loving, yeah. wonderful way to live your life. And yeah. and so I try to do that myself now. Yes. Not that everybody comes to me, but anytime somebody wants to learn about acting or how to get into it, yeah. I love to share. Not because it just feels so yeah. darn good. Yeah. You know, well, it's healthy give that in love every out, way. You know? yeah. That guy that you're talking about what a, yeah. is probably very healthy emotionally, 100%. physically, yep. financially, yes. because that's... His nature. That's right. Yeah. That's and the, what he lives and the withholders are the ones suffering. Just like we said in our description, there are givers and takers in the world. And the givers are the ones who get all the breaks and are having all the fun. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be a giver. Yeah. Hey, let's get on to this. We have oh. a special activity, Daryl. Has set oh, up for us. Yes. Indy, you can now, be a part of this as well. I hope you guys okay. have rehearsed this. This is the, <laughs> there's never a rehearsal when we use fire on the show, Rod. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> where's, the, where's the fire, the stunt coordinator? Where is he? As all long time well, fans. stunt coordinator, so we're yeah. good. Yeah. Long time <laughs> listeners know we rarely go even go through the song once before the show. So. Well, yes. so what we're going to, this is flash paper. So it's like what magicians use. It's actually called flying, flying wish paper if you want to get it on Amazon. There's a great joyful minister who actually introduced us to this process last year. What, she was on the show. What was her name? Reverend Valerie. Reverend Valerie. Yes. We love you, Reverend Valerie. And hope, hope you're enjoying your Apple Valley uh, ministry. position. Ministry. We, and then just recently we did it with Kathy and up at... Unity of oh, Santa Barbara, and we Nancy Norman, her mom, was telling us about it. So, can first, I like this candle? 
We're not going to use that. We're doing. We're going to try it this way first, the Nancy way it's first. A prop. And if it doesn't work, then we'll use. The okay, candle. it's kind of similar to the God Box idea. Yes. but we're burning stuff. So we're going to write like. down. Are we going to douse? <laughs> are we dousing that shirt with uh, lighter yeah, don't fluid? Don't light this on fire, please. <laughs> I got. I got. Uh, a figure skating class after this. Okay, let's go. Well, this, uh, so what you do is we write down the thing in your nature you want to be free of for the new year. So if it's, you know, if, you're, if you've been catching yourself, you're kind of resentful or I've been very stingy, I'm not as generous as I want to be, just right. write one or two things. That's all you need on your paper. Um, you have a pen, Rod? Uh, no, you, I could use a pen. We got pencils, we got pens. Here's a pencil. Outstanding. Perfect. And we're going to write it down. You, like I said, you can Indy? get this stuff at home. Indy, do you want to? Keep going. Okay. We got we're you one right here. We got you one for after. So, uh, and, you know, you could tell people what it is. Or you keep it to yourself. Uh, I know what my two are for this year. It's concern and limitation. This is, and what I'm talking about here is emotional and mental states. My ideas of concern and limitation, whatever it is. And then when you're done, what you're going to do is you're going to roll it on your index finger. So it makes a, a little tower of Pisa. Don't get scared, Andy. You're not going <laughs> to leave it on the finger. Okay. <laughs> make your little... Is everyone ready here? Whoops. I got to make it a little more... I think Rod used to roll something of this nature well, with the I, same yeah. type of paper. Well, well, my dad used to used to smoke a lot of dope, <laughs> and uh, I was about five years old, and I thought, well, that's really cool. I wonder how he does that. So I got some notebook paper <laughs> oh, no. and went out on the front lawn and clipped a bunch of grass from the front lawn and put it in the <laughs> notebook paper and tried to roll it up and smoke it, and it just blew up on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was my, oh, what's my experience? Oh, oh you wrote through it. <laughs> no, use alcohol. You know what? Alcohol. Take yeah, that off. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna try to make mine this little t circle. I don't know why. Is yours staying a circle? It's got to be like a like this though. We gotta roll it up like this. Uh, maybe our fingers are too long. Maybe this is for people with skin. like that. Yeah, like so it stands up. Now you got this on Amazon, right? This paper you said. Yeah. What's it called again? Flying wish paper. Okay, I have mine in there. I'm gonna put them on the paper. Okay, you ready? You can make those that Chinese like sushi, uh, finger handcuffs sushi out of these. Okay. All um, right. Light it up. Okay. Daryl's first. All right. There it goes, folks. Hop on YouTube if you want to see the visual. Wow! Look at that. That's amazing. Whoa! Whoa that's pretty cool. That's insane. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Okay, we got numero uno. <laughs> All right, Rod. Okay, here I go. Here's your you got one for him. Go. Here's uh, one for you. Here, here stand uh, over here over so people can watch. Come on this side so, okay. you're, so they don't just see that beautiful Here we show. go. How, now we light from the top, right? Yeah. Well, like look at that. Just like the towering inferno. Whoa. Here oh, it goes. It's, it's good. good. It's good. Yeah. It'll work. It's magic. Very nice. Uh, it's still going. <laughs> okay. okay. Awesome. Oh, 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 Indy's got a good one. All right. Remember, guys, remember I had four surgeries in the last year. I'm completely healed. Doctor says I'm done. All right. Yes. I'm, letting, I'm letting go of that. Let go. Let go, let God. 
nothing but good health this day forward. That's, that's right. right. Oh! oh, that thing oh. Those six flew away, baby. Right? <laughs> that's awesome. Great. I'm going to do being cheap with myself, my joy. Fears about myself, other people, the past, present, and the future. I'm going to let go of all that stuff. Mm. Have some See if fun. I can get this to stand up That's again. Right. I got to re roll it. Who would have ever guessed we would get to play with fire on this show? I know. <laughs> this special. Don't try this at home. That's for right. No, you could actually try this. I might just lay mine down. That's oh, okay, you're going right? to do a laying down? I think it'll you can, stand. Oh, you can, can you get mine standing, please? Yes. It's, it's a standing Hampton. <laughs> that's right, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't be too proud to sparkle. Anything that's been holding you back, it's time to let that go. Don't be proud oh, to wow, stand your Hampton. Oh, come on, man. I want it to stand. I bet we can get it. We can get it. Now, I, yesterday I had my printer in my classroom was kind of... Um, not I working, see, well, I and I was this, this, this bottom. Piece. Some paper got jammed in the printer, and I was just blessing it because part of me was there. I had a bunch of kids, and they were getting so anxious, and I just kept thinking, "Oh, someone's small, tiny hand could help." Yeah, but even that works. Take before you know it, the printer's working. Oh! You, you know what happened? A girl and the, this little girl from France said, "I have a tiny hand. I'll help." And she went in there <laughs> and she fixed it. Look at that. Amen. It's all gone. Amen. All, all right. Going. Into the new Let year, go. free. Let God. Yeah. All right. Um, Rod, did you read Sparkle yet? Want to no, read the Daily I'm, Word? I'm ready. Oh, to read anonymous writing. I love. Oh this. yeah. Anonymous <laughs> writings. Yeah, we have an anonymous writing here. So let's see what it is. Okay, we ready? Yes. Yeah. Tuesday, January 9th, twenty twenty four. I sparkle as I live boldly and authentically. I've met people throughout my life who have felt simply magical. They could make even the most mundane tasks feel fun, brought energy and life wherever they went, and lit up every room they entered. Through their authenticity and appetite for life, they sparkled. Today, I take my cue from those special folks and sparkle in my own unique way. If I have shrunk from life, I now muster the courage to step boldly into it. If I have hesitated to share my gifts... I now trust those gifts and share them generously. If I have felt I didn't belong, I now see myself as a child of God, deserving of every good thing. As I fully and confidently live from my divine identity, I take my place in the world and sparkle with the light of God. And every work that he undertook, he did with all his heart, and he prospered. 2 Chronicles 31, 21. Yes. You know they say do with your whole heart. That's really like, that's a big deal, the heart, the love. Do it with all your joy, with all your love. It doesn't say all your cunning or all your show off, you know, whatever. It's all all your pride. Yeah. It's your, put all your heart, your love, your your joy, your love, generously. And it'll even, you know, even if you're not feeling it, if you do it, it it kicks into gear. It kicks into gear. Yeah. It's like jump starting a motorcycle. You guys give me my cue. You know, I love that in there. Today I take my cue, you know, from you guys, you know, so blessed to see how it works in your life and to be able to connect to this stuff. Yeah. Man. Speaking of cues, we got a little story about when you were younger. That's right. There was a young oh, Rod. Oh, no. <laughs> One day, a young Rod entered a barber shop, and the barber whispered to his customer, This is the dumbest kid in the world. Watch while I prove it to you. <laughs> the barber put a dollar bill 
in one hand and two quarters in the other, then called Rod over and asked him, Which one do you want, son? Little Rod took the quarters and ran off happy. What I tell you, that kid never learns. <laughs> Later, the barber saw young Rod coming out of the ice cream parlor. Hey, son, may I ask you a question? Why'd you take the quarters instead of the dollar bill? Little Rod licked his cone and replied, Because the day I take the dollar, the game is over. <laughs> the game is over. Little Roddy was smarter than the barber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, Rod Schweitzer, thank some, you for coming on, man. Some of the worst mistakes in my life have been haircuts. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no question. That oh was the God. barber getting back at you for yeah. being smarter than him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, you know when you said riding the wave and you forget things. Nowadays, I think when I'm riding the wave and I forget things, I think it's a good sign because it's proof that I'm letting go. Yes, and letting God. Because most of the stuff I'm remembering needs we we need like I just read this a good forgettery. I read it in yes, uh, on the Norman. Yes. There's like it's written by Emmett, I think once, and Norman Lundy, and, and there's someone Butterworth. Else. Butterworth. There's the a lot divine of, forgettery. Yeah, we, and I was listening to someone who I've been working with, and I was just like, man, this person just needs to forget more than they need to do. And just forget. And it's just a reminder. We need to forget most of the things we think we know, so that God can write a new story, so yes. that life mm. can write a new story, and because it's much better. So good. People don't realize. Forgiveness is synonymous with forgetting. It doesn't yeah. mean I forgive him, but you're remembering that pain. Right. It means no, I forgive it, forget. It's like our pride in I being. I give it up. When we take pride in being right about limiting stories, which is anytime we're miserable, then we're stopping or we're too proud to sparkle. Last night I started yeah. ranting about something. Then my wife started sharing her experience, and it, it was something pertaining to her more than to me. And at first I thought, She's arguing with me, but then I was, somehow I caught myself because of the show and because of the way I've been living. I was like, just stop talking and let her just listen. And yes. I just went quiet and I listened and I had a much better walk because I wasn't, I just let, we just got to let ourselves sparkle. And it's our pride that gets in the way most of the time by being more interested in being right, even if it doesn't feel good. God, it's so much easier to forgive and let go. Yeah. It? Oh my God. Because yeah. so much work to keep it's, recycling the same old. You know, and thing. digging into why God. I want to remain where I am. Yeah. It's well, like God I'm, created this beautiful self, and we think we need to like we're do the song mind, and dance. Right? We're one mind. Yeah. God is yeah. love. God is mind. God is all. Yeah. We are one mind. Easy to let go. Yeah. The song so. and dance that many, many of us thought we had to do to make ourselves worthy just gets in the way of us, actually, our own worthiness. Well, th this song and dance from... Something we know that we're going to sing is really affirming exactly what we're saying. To let go of that crappy noise you hear from the world about you or what you think you need to do. Yes. Because it's not true. That's right. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Then it makes sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow.
Hey now, you're an all-star, get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star, get the show on, get paid. All that glitters is gold. Only shooting stars break the mold. Visit DarylNet.com yeah. to find links to everything we do. Hey now, you're a rock star. And thanks for being a part of funniest thing. Hey now, you're an all-star. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. All that glitters is gold. Only shooting stars break the mold. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Five hundred dollars. Really? See, two hundred dollars for this. One hundred dollars for you. What the hell? Hundred dollars for you. Are you serious? Yeah. I'll give you a hundred. When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away 10% of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.